It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned in to quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. You are tuned in to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Of course, I'm Shana, and we welcome you to another new episode of our award-winning program. Now, here on Let's Talk America Radio, we highlight the topics and the concerns and issues you want to know more about. And this episode highlights divorce, divorce, the legal ramifications, the co-parenting aspect to it, and more. Now, we're no expert here, but we did recruit the best and the brightest. We're going to speak with a New Jersey-based family attorney who is going to break it all down and answer some general questions that may be helpful to you. You don't want to miss this episode. Remember, you can listen to it as many times as you want. You can rewind it, go back and forth. That's the convenience of our podcast. It's talk radio when you want it. Well, get in contact with us if you need to. Social media is the best way. Of course, LTA Radio is our handle, but you also can use the hashtag LTA radio to find us or shoot us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com that's admin at ltaradio.com well everyone listen to this brief message from one of our national sponsors and we'll be back on putting the spotlight on separation legal separation that is and divorce co-parenting and so much more you're tuned in to let's talk america radio Glamour Girl Fitness wants you to stop making excuses for fitness and get fit Glamour Girl style. Now supersede the word fitness with fun and incorporate the whole family. That's what Glamour Girl Fitness does with the Mommy and Me program. We take a time out for fitness. Find out more now by visiting www.glamourgirlfitness.org. Again, that's www.glamourgirlfitness.org. Start the conversation today because you matter. Thank you. Welcome, listeners, to Let's Talk America Radio. Of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those trending topics and everyday concerns that impact you, your family, your friends, and, hey, perhaps your neighbors. And this is a topic we've never touched on before. Many people get very uncomfortable, but it's a reality for a lot of Americans. I'm talking about the D word of divorce. And I am no expert on that, but right now I do have someone that's an expert in that field. She has dealt with a lot with that and other family law uh, issues and concerns. I'm talking about Cheryl Snyden. Cheryl Snyden, excuse me, Cheryl Snyden is with us. And she actually uh, practices law in New Jersey. And just a little perk here, we want to congratulate her on this. She was recently named the chair of the family law section of the New Jersey State Bar Association. Congratulations to that on that, Cheryl. But she's here with us on Let's Talk America Radio right now, um, speaking on behalf of herself and her own independent practice, which, of course, is Sidon uh, Family Law. Uh, Cheryl, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Shana, for having me. I'm really happy to be here. 
Okay, uh, we're honored to have you on because you're an expert. You're an expert in a subject a lot of people, realistically, Cheryl, don't want to be an expert in. You're an expert in divorce. And I do think it's a topic we need to highlight because so many of our listeners have been impacted from it. Um, if they were a child when it happened to them, their parents and guardians are separated and divorced, or if they have gone through one in the past themselves or going through one now. Uh, there's so many urban myths out there, right, about divorce. And, I, and I'm so glad that you're here to break it all down. I do want to reference to our national and international listening audience um, that Cheryl, again, practices law in New Jersey, and as many of us know, sometimes laws vary from state to state, but I know, Cheryl, you advised us before the top of this segment, before we went on air, that for specific concerns or questions, they should seek uh, attorneys, their own personal attorney within that state to make sure they're up to date on each law, right? Oh, of course. The laws are different in okay. your state. Absolutely. Okay. So did want to preface that. Now, let's get to the meat of the matter. Cheryl, uh, you told me recently that divorces spike in September. And I was like, September? I, I, that's odd to me. Explain why that's the case. Yeah, sure. We see a spike in, in calls for those consultations right after Labor Day. And I think that's because a lot of people try to use the summer as an opportunity to repair their marriage. And then, of course, when expectations are not met, people certainly make those calls right after Labor Day. Another common trend that I'll see is people often want to wait until the children leave for college, which, as we know, often happens in August. And for that reason, I've had people drive right to my office after dropping off their children um, at college because they want oh, wow. to start proceeding with that divorce. I also think that, that right after Labor Day is an opportunity because it's before the holidays, so people feel there's enough time to really try to make segue um, before we get into that holiday season. So we do see a spike in the number of calls that are coming in right after Labor Day um, after that summer time period. Okay, so that makes sense. That's logical. Now, I know you said you get the calls, which I'm going to call inquiries as a journalist, right? Sure. Do those always, do those always lead to official divorce filings? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, first, let me start by saying I believe knowledge of power. So if somebody is considering a divorce, having that initial consultation with a lawyer is so important to understand what your rights are, to understand the process. I will tell you, Shana, as, as crazy as this sounds coming from a divorce lawyer, there's many times that I will sit in that consultation and provide guidance on reconciling with one spouse and okay. saying, you know, you don't really okay. want to be here. And a lot of times I'll even, you know, joke and say, look, I don't have the magic pill that says, yes, you want to get divorced or no, you don't. Okay. I'm not in the business of breaking up families. I'm only there to help once they've decided yes. that they want to try a different path. Okay. Okay. So the fact is it doesn't always, you're saying it's, I guess there are, I've heard myself and I'm sure you have, there are people who have legally separated and then sometimes they get back together. Yes, of course. And it's, just, okay. it's hard to make that initial call, just like sometimes making the call for the doctor appointment is so difficult, Absolutely. you know, and I give people credit yes. for finding out what their rights are. Now, I've got to ask this question. Real talk for real people. Everyone, you're listening in to Let's Talk America Radio. We're on with family law attorney. She's an expert in divorce. That's right. I said it. I'm talking about Cheryl Sidon. Cheryl, when people come to you or they make that call, um, when exactly or how exactly should they tell the other partner, that person that's in that marriage, that they want out? I mean, because I've heard the urban stories, and I'm sure you have, and we've watched mm -hmm. news stories where there have been some celebrities where the spouse seemed to be surprised the person wanted a divorce. They got it over a text 
saying they want to oh, split. Yeah. How come? Yeah, and and I think that's a very personal decision and a fact specific decision. I will always uh, tell clients, you need to be the first one to tell your spouse that you want a divorce. Okay. They shouldn't get a letter from me or served with a divorce complaint. That's a horrible way to find out that your spouse wants to have a divorce. And I will tell you, it certainly doesn't make for a good environment for proceeding in trying to amicably resolve that. So the, that question comes up a lot. How and when do I tell him or her that this is the position that I, I, I want us to be in? And I think, it, again, it depends on when you're ready. But getting the knowledge, getting the information, we can guide you through that. And absolutely, that's a private conversation that should occur between the parties outside the presence of the children. You know, let's not uh, spring this okay. on somebody at the dinner table. Okay. <laughs> and, and you said something that I think needs to be highlighted. You said how anyone proceeds with a separation or divorce or split really impacts how both parties can act going forward. Because you're saying be upfront and transparent and not, if you will, I don't want to use the word slick or sneaky, but you're saying when, when you're not being totally honest, sometimes I would imagine that can make some individuals bitter. Oh, of course, yeah. And I think how you start the case really will have a life of its own throughout the rest of the duration of the case. And despite popular belief, most cases, at least in New Jersey, are not litigated. Most cases are resolved through the process of mediation, through settlement proposals, sometimes through arbitration. There's many different ways, other than having to run to court, that people can utilize different tools in their toolbox to try to resolve the case to keep the cost down. And those can all be explored, you know, with the attorney at the appropriate time. Okay, now one of the other things that comes with the separation of divorce, talking legal reality for lots of people in the United States and around the world, moving out. Uh, you hear the story, someone's got to get out. Is that true? No, it's difficult to, that doesn't happen very often except when there's um, very certain and specific issues in a case. I just caution, see a divorce attorney, a family lawyer, before somebody makes this decision to move out to just kind of understand what that means, what the ramifications might be. You know, a lot of times it's difficult for people to be living in the same household while they're going through a a divorce proceeding. And we'll, you know, guide them and, and, and coach them through that appropriately, of course. I see. Now, when you talk about uh, separating, uh, leaving, exiting any relationship, right now we're talking about divorce within a divorce attorney. Uh, You know there are a lot of Americans and people around the world that have children. Okay, Cheryl. And that becomes a very, very uncomfortable topic for a lot of people, I think, reasonable people, when you talk about splitting incorporating those children into those conversations. If you're leaving, that means perhaps the child um, was used to someone being in a house together and now maybe dad has left, mom has left. Uh, What does that mean from your perspective? Well, I think that the best way to approach that is to have a united front with the children, of course. I, okay. I am the product of divorce myself, and I've lived to talk about it, and I think that um, lots of these children are owed the benefit of un- hearing from both parents with regard to that. And children do better when there is a plan in place. So it's not just mom and dad are getting divorced, but mom and dad are getting divorced, and here's the plan. You're going to live with mom, or you're going to live with dad, and you're going to see the other parent on these days of the week. You're going to stay in your same school, we're not going to be moving from the house, or if you are moving from the house, what the circumstances are. So I always say to people, don't run in the minute you decide you want a divorce and necessarily tell the children. There needs to be a united plan, and and that kind of filters into, can, you know, as I always say to people, as much as you might have a lot of issues between each other, whatever hate you have for each other, 
certainly okay. is not and equal to the love you have for your children. So sitting down and coming up with a plan together, I think is always a good practice. Wow. I mean, you said that so seamlessly. It, it sounds great and logical. Unfortunately, Cheryl, you know this just as well, or not, you probably know it a lot better than I did, a divorce attorney. <laughs> it sounds great, but I, we've all witnessed or heard those stories of family or friends where it did get nasty. And, and children often, or sometimes, let me say, um, have been forced to almost choose, if you will, or the child has certain feelings, perhaps about the one that moved out, if they feel mom or dad was the reason the separation divorce happened. I mean, I know there's no easy answer to this. I know as an attorney, you probably can't offer it, but any advice for someone right now that may be going through that and, and, and they have tried their best to remain positive, but perhaps they have that other spouse they're estranged from who isn't being so positive and mature and responsible with their language or feelings around the children. Yeah, and unfortunately, those are cases that sometimes need to be brought to the court's attention sooner rather than later, because you're right, um, not every case can everybody hold hands and sit around the dinner table, even though they are indeed getting divorced. And when we have that, there's many different elements of that. There's something called parental alienation, is one parent alienating the children against the other. You know, that is something that has to be looked upon, and the best remedy in those type of situations is to get the appropriate um, care, mental health care involved with that family as soon as possible in order to okay. try to prevent it and to stop it and to do, you know, to do what needs to be done really to protect the children because the children have a right to have a relationship with both parents. Yes. Yes, they do. That, that's perfect and ideal, I think, in a, a perfect world or setting, if you will. Now, let me play devil's advocate on the other end. I know you said if someone is alienating the children, yeah. but what about the, the unfortunate stories that we all have heard of where you have one, maybe it's the dad or the mother, who they're not concerned with the alienation of it. They've kind of abandoned the kids, if you will, for this other right. relationship or other situation. Yeah. Is there anything the courts can do? And I don't want to say force, but maybe highly encourage that mom or that dad to be involved in their kid's life, or there's not much that can be done on that point? I mean, they can certainly try to encourage it, but you can't force it. You know, and in those types of situations, not, that's not a case of parental alienation necessarily. That might be a case of what we call estrangement. Is the distant behavior warranted given the circumstances? You know, and, and that's hard to make a parent want to be involved with the child. Okay. But what we oh, see wow. a lot is, you know, there might be a significant other that's now involved, and, you know, once spouse wants to push that significant other out, doesn't want that significant other to be involved in the process. Okay. And I say you have to look at the overall picture as to how that is going to play into whether or not the parent, you know, can still have a, you know, is still willing to have a relationship with the children when the significant other is being pushed out of the picture. So there's lots wow. of different dynamics. And I always encourage That's people excellent. to use the mental health professionals that are so, you know, that are real true experts in this field to get guidance on how to fix those issues. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. We're on with Cheryl Sidon. She is talking divorce, family law, separation, kids' custody, mental health. That's right. Many of you may be surprised. She's highlighting mental health in the uh, wake of separation and how it impacts not just the children, but also grown-ups, because grown-ups can handle things quite differently as well. You know, Cheryl, I know you're not a psychologist. At least I don't think you are. But you're an no. attorney. 
Um, you know, when you were talking about you can't force anybody to or you were saying maybe there's another new significant other, and, and I'm going to say maybe the mother or the father has some doubts about that person being involved, I, I guess in an ideal world you would want, regardless if they're together or separated, that that mom or dad would still want to do what's best for the child and not just, hey, they're going to escape and, and have this fantasy relationship with this new person. Wouldn't it be ideal to put that kid's safety and well-being first? Oh, of course. And oh, I think okay. that depends on who the significant other is. And the parent should always put the child first. So, um, you know, I think that's something that has to be addressed on a case-by-case circumstance as to what's going on with that specific family. I see. That's a great point. Wow. So Real Talk for Real People, we are putting the spotlight on divorce. It can be a nasty topic, but as Cheryl pointed out, not always. There can be some uh, very cordial proceedings that take place. Now, uh, speaking of being cordial, money, 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 Cheryl. You know, I I recently read a report that said there are a lot of things people can forgive in a relationship or a marriage, but for some people, it boils down to the finances. (laughs) Now, when it comes to paying for the divorce, who pays? I mean, I've heard the myth that it's the person that makes the most money, but is that true? No, not necessarily. In fact, a lot of times the courts will look to, or, or the attorneys will look to marital assets. Is there a savings um, pot? And that's why, you know, yes, money is what it comes down to a lot. And I will often say to clients, let's think about how much we're going to spend on this issue versus the amount in play. Let's not spend $5,000 fighting about $10,000. Maybe there's a way that we okay. can bridge the gap. But no, in terms of who's going to pay, it's very rare that one spouse would be required to pay for all of the divorce um, fees for both parties. So usually it'll come from marital assets. What we call the moneyed spouse, the spouse who does have more income, may have to pay a little bit greater share for sure. And then here in New Jersey, the courts will look to bad faith, good faith, not to the underlying reason for the divorce, but more of if you're acting in good faith and bad faith throughout the course of the litigation, that's another factor for the court to consider when deciding fees. Okay. Now, Cheryl, you're putting the spotlight on money and paying for it, but I've got to ask this. If there is someone that made significantly more or maybe slightly more and there was a stay-at-home mom or dad, right, here in 2019, uh, alimony. You hear the Hollywood movies talk about it and and how people can live off of it. Is it it as real as the Hollywood movies portray it? Well, it's certainly real, and it's, again, very fact-specific. We have alimony factors. Alimony, of course, is no longer uh, taxable to the um, receiving party or deductible to the paying party, so that's a, a certain um, factor, at least under federal law, uh, that, that being the case. So in answer to your question, alimony is a real issue, and if you do have one parent that is a stay-at-home parent, there might be okay. a, what we call imputation of income. Can they go back to work? But if he or she can go back to work, we know it can't be necessarily at the same capacity as the other party. So it depends okay. on a lot of factors, age, difference of income, t- duration of the marriage, health of the parties, who's going to be home with the children, if that's a factor, how we're dividing up the assets. So it is, again, by a case-by-case ba- basis. But alimony is a very, very real financial component of divorce cases in that situation. Wow. And, of course, um, as we spoke about in the top of the hour, seek personalized advice from an attorney in your state to get all of that information. Uh, We want to end on a positive note, and I know you talk a lot about co-parenting, if you will. Mm -hmm. If there's a separation that takes place or the, the legal proceeding has actually occurred of divorce, 
uh, co-parenting, uh, you hear the term. There are celebrities who've thrown it around that they have co-parenting, and, and then you find out a year or two later it wasn't as easy as they claim, Cheryl, as an attorney. Um, yes. Co-parenting, yes. is it possible? It is possible, but it really requires people to put the children before themselves and to really think about what the best interest of the, cho- the children would be and really to recognize that as angry as you are against the other party, that your hate for that party certainly is not as strong as your love for your children. So if you oh, can really that. recognize as adults what's the best, you know, then you can not have the court or mediators or arbitrators helping to decide what's best for your children, but the parents, the two people that are responsible yes. for these children would be the two people that are making the decisions, and you're much better off trying to come to terms on that, in my opinion, and in most cases. Now, and, I, and I think I will echo that. We've had so many uh, expert and advocates on this show who have talked about the well-being, mental uh, health of children long term. And, and of course, you and I were children at one point. And what we pour into them when they're small matters so much, Cheryl, right? And, and even with the divorce, maybe that's a painful period in the life of the adult. But try to, like you said, put the love of that child forward instead of the angry and lashing and maybe turning everybody against her or him, thinking at the end of the day, this will always be their father and mother, right? Of course. That's absolutely right. It will always be their father and mother. And no matter how... Uh, difficult the divorce is, you can't lose sight of that. And the ability to co-parent is hard. It doesn't happen in every case. It's hard in an intact family sometimes to co-parent. So now when you put people in a divorce situation, it's even harder. So, but if you really rise above why, you know, forgetting, putting aside the differences between you, it is possible to be done. And when it can't be done, there are tools that the court has available to try to help you through that, such as co-parenting therapy, such as having a parenting coordinator involved in the case, having a mediator involved. So there are tools that you can use if doing it together without anybody's help is not possible. And there have recently been some uh, very horrifying, I'm going to use that term, um, videos of mothers and fathers that have posted on social media of saying they've had uh, court orders where they're supposed to get the child, but one parent becomes angry and they have not shown up. Uh, people don't have to deal with that, right? I mean, I mean, be, I want to say courageous also enough to say if someone is abusing or not following what the court order has said, to go back and revisit that so that mother or father can still have rights to see their child and have that relationship. Yes, and those are very, that is not the norm, but certainly that happens. And in those toxic cases, the court is there to assist. And if there's a court order that's not being followed, you've got to bring it back to the court through many different mechanisms that each state would have um, in order to ensure that your rights as a parent are being abided by. Real Talk for Real People, a final statement or question for you, Cheryl. Uh, You've heard, I'm sure, as an attorney, there are some people that say, hey, because you got a lawyer involved, because you Mm. took me back to court over the custody of our son, you know, now I'm going to make it worse for you. What about that individual, that dad right now that is being threatened in New York State and he he really wants a relationship with his child, but maybe the strange mother is saying, I'm going to make it worse for you if you don't do this and you don't do that. What should he do? Well, you know, as a lawyer, I think he should certainly consult with an attorney and find out what his rights are. You know, again, if it's a toxic case that needs to have the court system involved, there's no mediation or, or, you know, amicable remedy that I can provide that's going to help the situation. And you have to question, what are they so afraid of that a lawyer is going to get involved? What, you know, that certainly raises the, my eyebrows before we even begin. Exactly. So, 
I, I don't think, you know, there are many lawyers that are great lawyers out there and really have good hearts um, and want to try to find a solution in order to better the family. I mean, here at Side and Family Law, we believe we're building one brick on top of the other. I always say to a client, okay, this chapter is closing. Another one's going to, oh, another chapter is now opening for your life. Let's, you know, really look at, at how you can move on to the next step in, in your life. That's right. It's about moving on and, and living yep. a great, prosperous life while you're at it. Cheryl Cardin, what a pleasure to have you on Let's Talk America Radio. You've provided such great information. We're going to have to have you back on to talk about <laughs> other areas of family law. But right now, tell everyone that's tuned in to you where they can find more information out about you if you're offering tips for them, because I know they're just as interested as we are here. Yeah, sure. Uh, Sidon, S-E-I-D-E-N, familylaw.com. That's our website. We do have some articles posted um, really pertaining to New Jersey law. We have a Facebook and an Instagram page, of course, SidonFamilyLaw.com, um, as, as well as Sidon Family Law is how you can find us on the social media networks as well. So, and look out. We do post very often and give tips about a lot of these topics uh, that you raised here today, Shana. So hopefully that can help to educate the public in the future as well. Oh, education is the platform here at Let's Talk America Radio, and you fit right with it. Cheryl, like I said, we're going to have you back on. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I hope you were educated on the topic of divorce, a very uncomfortable one, but knowledge is power. Have a great one. Thank you. At the Energize Store, we create positive wearables to uplift your spirits. We also provide custom merchandise for family reunions, nonprofit organizations, and small businesses. Please visit us online at www.energize.store. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Energize Store. Shop now. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Let's Talk America Radio. Stay tuned in for more episodes. Remember, we offer real talk for real people. We aim to keep you informed in an unbiased, objective way that allows you to make the decisions for yourselves. For more information, please visit LTARadio.com. Again, that's LTARadio.com. Stay tuned in.